to the unlabeling effect, where three distinctive women daringly dive into some taboos with the intention to normalize the uncomfortable yet vital conversations. We are ready to embark on a journey of self-discovery with comrades like you. Let's commence on this week's episode on figuring it out. In a blink of an eye, we are on our last episode of our season one. We covered topics such as how to get to know yourself, opening your inner dialogue, and also dealing with self-doubt moments. But today, we will dig deeper, even deeper, to our personal experiences on what's the next steps. With me, Armel and Rita. Hi, girls. Hi. Hi. Figuring it out. What's your take on this word? This term, sorry. This term means a process to me. I don't think it has a certain definition to it. It's a forever process. And it's just about staying true to your feelings and digesting it and understanding your emotions. Mm -hmm. It's already a way of figuring it out. Mm. To me, figuring out is um, striking a right balance in things that you put your time and energy in. You could imagine your, your life or your day as a pie chart. So everyone will have 100% and you are going to cut that pie chart into different sectors such as your alone time or self-development time, your favorite hobby, your social life, your family and your career. Everyone is having different ratio in these uh, proportions and having your own ratio and working according to it every day is, mm. is you pretty have it figured out. So you're saying what actually made you happy is figuring out that ratio, right? Yeah, and finding the optimal balance, which will contribute to a long-term balance in your mental mm. wellness. And the percentage of the pie could fluctuate by time or by life changes. For example, mm. if you have a new job, of course, you're going to prioritize your work a little bit more, mm. which will optimize your energy and time to get the biggest out of it. I'm pretty pleasant that your definition of figuring it out, it's actually actually setting goals and about like your daily operations to keep you happy. Taking a step back, before you achieve to this mental state, did you ever go through a process of what we call self-auditing? Really understand yourself, not only your personality or your beliefs, which we covered before, but what are you made of? So by this, I mean your childhood, your key life moments, and about your deepest insecurities. Like, where do they come from? Before answering that, could Vivian tell us more how to do the self-auditing? Self-auditing is basically a diagnosed process. When you achieve certain type of consciousness, your sense of self is already established. But how do you dissect it? It's important to have a mindset of how ignorant of who you are. So you have the curiosity to dig deeper. An example that I like to use is a snake. Like they're cold-blooded. Just live on your day, you know, do what you feel best and then observe how you react emotionally. What are your hobbies? What make you tick? What kind of people do you like to surround yourself by? Even more, what triggers you? And then just watch and pay attention of your patterns and see how you are internally wired. This practice of witnessing myself or witnessing my own behaviors have only become more like a familiar practice in the past few years. I would say that I'm in a stage of life now when something happens, I would still be able to observe my reactions 
without any judgment to start off with. I do find some traits of myself are pretty negative and I'm facing and trying to acknowledge them right now, which are being an overthinker and overanalyzing people's emotion, making me a borderline people pleaser. When I observe a pattern is, I constantly read the room and look for people's emotional cues to figure out what I should and should not say to get the optimal outcome in that conversation to get things done in my way or in my favor. It was hard for you because it's actually destructing your ego and to accept a face or a side of you that you don't like. Have you ever wondered when did that trade form? I would say it's from my childhood. I would say my parents are amazing, but they are not really affectionate. They never express their love and affection towards me verbally. They do it maybe by taking care of me through act of service, I would say. But then as a child, I just keep on looking at cues of what I should say to please them so that they would show me more love or to be around me. Or give you more attention. Yeah, that bothers me a little bit because I haven't found the best balance between my true genuine self and the one that people expect me to be. I have an underlying fear that people do not like the genuine me. Mm. And that comes from me not having a solid self-worth or confidence. That's what I reckon. I have to know myself enough that I could bring something solid to the table. Mm. I think that's something that I'm lack of right now. Mm. How about Mel? I guess one of a trait of mine that I would love to work on more is the pattern that I constantly get burnt out. I really question like why do I have all these moments of feeling that I was on the edge of getting overexhausted. Mm. And perhaps looking back to my childhood, my parents have been great when mm. I was growing up. Their work ethic is really strong and it's definitely embedded in me like deeply. I remember it was um, the financial crisis back then and my parents had stopped spending time with me during the week and over the weekend mm -hmm. and that was the time that I I guess I was too young to even digest whether it's a positive thing that my parents worked that hard or whether it's a negative thing that they worked too hard you know but that was just something that I observed and that might have made me always have the urge wanting to overperform and you also like compensated a lot of personal relationships when you prioritize work and you lose the balance absolutely uh, just like the pie chart you have not acted according to the ratio work, work. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely I, it might be something that I previously didn't want to accept working on UE and having you two as my partners on this mm. project have really helped me to digest a lot of thoughts a lot of emotions this is something that needs to be addressed I'm definitely on the path of yeah dissecting it and mm. hopefully work on it we're very honored i really want to dig into like how you guys are striving to unlearn these layers and to you know remove the negative or even old beliefs that are not relevant anymore i want to share with uh, the ue audience about some lighter questions that you can ask yourself instead of going that far at once think of what key life moments determine who you are and what do you wish you didn't know or even what made you have that internal measure of success? And what one has to do to make you feel loved? These are all intrigued questions that you can just reflect on yourself on a Sunday morning. And these are little steps that you make to do this self-audit process. So back to you guys. How do you take action in unlearning them or switch that mindset to get out of that vicious cycle? Frankly, it's very tough 
for me because letting go of or unlearning to overanalyze or read people's emotion is like giving out the control of the situation. If I predict what that person is gonna react before I say something, I have the control of the whole situation. If I'm gonna be just my genuine self and not overanalyze, I feel naked in a certain extent. Now I learn to be independent and that actually is more healthy because I am more in control in my life because the happiness depends on myself, not mm. others anymore. I would say it comes with experience. I wouldn't say it's just like you got it one day and you sit and journal it and Absolutely. you could get it. It's just experiencing. What kind of trials did you do with yourself? Because mm. I love the term self-experimenting. Mm. But like, did you put yourself in new situations that you've never been in? I try to say no more with my friends, especially the close ones, because they are the people that I care the most and I don't want to hurt their feelings. But I realized that if I said no, they are not going to react as much as I thought. Mm. Maybe at worst, they're going to have a conflict with me. But then, I mean, that's it. We're going to talk it out and everything will be fine. They're not going to abandon me and leave my life and I will be all alone. So you were actually aligning what you feel and how you behave because previously you would prioritize what people would think and then you would violate your own boundaries to fit what you thought was their expectations. Mm. So how about Mel? A method that I use to overcome or at least try to get myself out of these bad traits would be by visualizing things. Visualizing what lifestyle, what relationship I want to have in the future. Almost like working it backwards. Mm. Knowing that I want to be that version of myself. How can I get there? The examples you just shared are actually based on fear. So Rita, you might fear of people not liking you and Mel may be fear of not living your full potential. We are making decisions every day and it's important for us to be mindful of whether that decision is based on fear, pain, or growth. I like how you phrase that of either letting go of the fear or focusing on the growth. Mm. All the time people actually just focus on the fear. Yeah, true. For example, constantly being burnt out is definitely not healthy and I want to step out of it. And I guess to deep dive a bit more, the contributing factor came from my fear of not being a role model like my dad. Mm. My dad has always been so important to me and I look up to him like so much. I feel like I'm constantly on a run of like wanting to do more and do more and I feel like that probably contributes to why I achieve more and more and more and it's like never ending. Once you understand where this expectation comes from, have you thought of different ways to focus on your other achievements? I think deep down I know that my dad's upbringing is very different to ours. Yeah. Like back in those days, they really had to be super tough to even be able to have a safe shelter to live in. Mm. Whereas now we are super privileged. We don't really have much stress financially. So I know that we have different life trajectories, but letting go of that comparison mm. is hard. And you even expected yourself to be more because of that privilege. Yeah. Mm. Speaking of achieving your ideal self, it's about finding what you love, what sparks you joy. Exactly. Have you ever spot your inspiration patterns? What were you doing when you had these, you know, butterflies or adrenaline going? It sounds like it's such a cliche, but I love looking at beautiful things. 
It could be objects, colors, interior designs. It could be architecture.、Mm-hmm. Really gives me some good energy and some good vibes. Interesting. I don't know why, but that's just <laughs> if you're asking if I see a pattern, I do. Rita must be、uh, books and research. Oh no, <laughs> no, that that's a、I'm、very yeah. Mine is very weird. Um,、mm-hmm. is a, another cliche as well. But the Chinese saying of it is more blessed. To give than to receive really speaks to me.、Mm. I find myself really happy one day, and I didn't know why. When I look back, it's because I received a mail in the morning、uh, from World Vision saying that some kids in Heidi need your help donate. I did, and I felt really happy to be able to give.、Mm. I have the power to help someone out. That makes me feel really good about what I'm doing as well. It could be a very tedious job to work in research, but then the end goal is gonna help a certain. Population of people that gives me meaning,、mm. so that really sparks me joy. Also, is what Rita said earlier. We spend a lot of time at work, right? So spreading some kindness and some love really makes people's day a lot lighter, a lot happier. Sometimes when I see a team member felt a bit lower, a bit quiet, or a bit. Upset, even just going over there and like leaving a chocolate on their desk, or like you know giving them a little hug, just make people happy. I think spreading、mm-hmm. that joy sparks you joy as well. Yeah, it's、mm-hmm. a way of getting inspiration. Yeah, it goes back to the point where we were just talking about observing yourself. You can do it here as well. Write down one thing that inspires you every day, and recognize if there is a pattern. And what skill set are you using when you're inspired? Either it's problem solving or you're dealing with numbers. Those are the body and the mind telling you a signal about yourself. You just have to spot it. And only following what truly spark you joy can form an unshakable faith in your worth that no external factors will be able to make you doubt it. A lot of people, including myself, when I realize that okay, this is the best Vivian that I want to achieve, and I know the raw material that I am working with, and I know what I have to do, I find myself procrastinate all the time—not all the time, but a lot. It's like my fear of failure from before is hindering my fear of achieving who I want to be. So it comes back a circle because there's no way that you can totally eliminate those. Shadow. It might still pop up sometimes, but that's also the beauty of this figuring it out process. True. I think it's a lie that people have it all figured out.、Mm-hmm. First of all, it's not easy,、mm-hmm. and second of all, people change all、yeah. the time. Your career, your lifestyle, your family, your relationships, your financials, everything changes. I think the most important action is to stay stimulated and stay open. To any changes and accept it, as Vivian said earlier, work with all your raw materials. A mindful reminder that I give myself is that you don't have to have the faith that you will be successful one day. Of course, it aligns to your own measure of success, but just have the faith that all the experience, all the dots, are going to connect and make sense. In the journey of knowing yourself, it's never the truth that is painful. It's often the destruction of the falsehood you have become attached to, or mistaken for truth, and that is definitely a very fun process. That's all for today's episode of Figuring It Out. Thank you for tuning in, and let's continue the conversation on Instagram at Unlabeling Effect. Join us again next time when we start our next season. Woohoo! On mindset, please subscribe to our podcast on Spotify and iTunes, and give us a rating. Until then. 
Dare to feel, dare to be real. Mm-hmm.